I'm going to ask of our men in our platform, Brother Tim, if you would look up, please, Luke 1, 1 through 3. And then uh, Brother, Brother Roy, Matthew 1, 18 through 20. You can look up any one of these you want to. We'll not look all of them up. John, uh, Luke 1. If I said Matthew 1, 18 through 20, Brother Roy. Luke 1, 38. Brother Mark, if you could do uh, Luke 2, 17 through 18. And then Brother Eddie, Matthew 2, 11 and 12. If you would please. I will let you know in just a minute when I want you to read that. I want us to think about these five characters of the mission of the Christmas story just for a moment. Can we please? The first one I want you to look at is Caesar Augustus. Caesar Augustus, and we see him mentioned here in the Bible. And I want you to listen to it. Luke chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Brother um, Tim, if you'd read it for us, please. For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are... I'm sorry, I said Luke 1, but let's go Luke 2. Luke 2, 1 through 3. I, I gave you the wrong address. Luke 2, 1 through 3. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. Caesar Augustus, I find, of course, he was a world leader... And uh, he was greedy. <laughs> but I want you to notice something. He was greedy, but he was guided. Greedy, but guided. You know, there's something about political offices that create a lot of greed, a lot of control. I mean, I tell you that there's a verse of Scripture in the book of Daniel, but there's also one in Proverbs. Maybe you can help me finish it off. The king's heart is in the, as rivers of water he turneth it, you know, the Bible tells us that our government leaders, good, bad, or indifferent, are ministers of God. Nebuchadnezzar in the Old Testament, who would eventually pillage Jerusalem, steal all of the, the, the vessels of gold and the Ark of the Covenant and all those things and destroy the temple. He was God's servant. He said, Nebuchadnezzar, my servant. I want you to notice real quickly and just remember that God moved heaven and earth and a government leader who had probably no cognizance or respect for God or the word of God or for Christians. And of course, at this time, there were no Christians, but the Jewish people. And yet he put out a decree that all the world should be taxed so that one little couple, Mary and Joseph, would leave where their origins were to get to a little town called Bethlehem. So a baby could be born. And that has been reiterated several times. He was greedy, but he was guided. You know, if, a, if an unsaved world leader could be guided, would to God that I would be. He didn't have the Holy Spirit of God inside of him, but I have him inside of me. I want to encourage you this Christmas. Why don't you say, Lord, guide me. Guide me. I don't want to be greedy. Boy, greedy sometimes uh, kids... At Christmas time, fight off that, that spirit of greed. I got to get more. I want it. Give me, give me this, give me that. Tell me where my treasure's at. Get away from the greed, but, but gravitate to being guided by God. He loves us. He indwells us in the Holy Spirit. May we not be greedy, but may we be guided by the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Holy Spirit of God. There's something God's trying to tell us today. Now, tonight, tomorrow morning, Christmas Day, Saturday, Sunday, 
The Holy Spirit's talking. Are we listening? I want you to notice Caesar Augustus. I want you to look at another character, Joseph. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they come together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. But while he thought in these things... Brother Roy, can you read that first line again in, verse, in, that, in that last verse, verse 20? Or verse, is it, but while he... But while he thought on these things... Behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. It's interesting there. Joseph, one of the most admirable characters in the Christmas story. But I want you to notice he was perplexed. He was blown out of the water with the news that he that his fiancée, who they had already said their vows, they just had not consummated their marriage. They had already made a vow. He, as far as the society was concerned, he was already married. And now he finds out she's got a baby, and it's not his. He was perplexed. But I want you to notice the second thing about him. He was pensive. He was perplexed, and while he thought on these things, you know, there's many times when we are perplexed, we run our mouth. <laughs> when we're perplexed, we get on Facebook. When we're, on, when we're perplexed, we want to call somebody. And I think it's a great testimony of Joseph. Caesar Augustus, he was greedy, but he was guided. Joseph was confused as a termite in a yo-yo. Trying to figure out what in the world's happened to my relationship. All my dreams are down the tubes. This is going to be rough, and I'm going to have to, if I have to get a divorce, i got to do this. I don't want to embarrass her any more than she's already embarrassed. I want to put her away privately. But then while he thought on these things, I want to encourage you, at moments when you're perplexed, think. Meditate. Not meditate on why this happened to me, but what is God trying to do in this event and this season of my life? I think many of us spend too much time asking why when we should ask, what does the Lord want? What's he trying to communicate? What's he want to do here? And here's what happened. When he took time to think, the angel of the Lord came to him and gave him the answer. And I think the Bible says, while I was musing, the, the fire burned. While you're musing, while you're thinking on things, you know, one thing that God tells us that God blesses is when we meditate on the scriptures. Joseph is a man who's perplexed, but pensive. Caesar Augustus is a man who is greedy and yet used by God to guide a little couple to Bethlehem. Luke chapter 1, verse 38, let's look at Mary. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Of course, the Lord came to Mary as an angel came to her before anything happened. It wasn't this happened to Mary, and then she found out what, uh, what was going to, you know, how it how, that already happened. It almost came to her with permission. She told her that she was highly favored. But 
but she, she was asked, are you okay with this? And she said, behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. I don't know if Mary would have had a choice, but she probably could have. It seems as though she wasn't impregnated and then told what happened. She told what would happen, and she said, what's your response? And she said, according to your word, be it unto me. I'll take it. I'll accept it. Now, I think about Mary. She was young, but she was yielded. She was willing to accept her role in God's plan. And it wasn't an easy role. It was embarrassing. It was shameful. She was thought to be uh, a, a, a young lady who had not been faithful. She was thought to be a fornicator. Even in the Lord Jesus, at the age of 32 years old, the, the scribes and the Pharisees, whenever he was preaching to them, they said, we're not born of fornication, but you are. 32 years later, they reminded him that he was a child of fornication. He wasn't. But that was their opinion of him. And Jesus bore, Jesus bore that. Mary bore that. Say, said, well, wouldn't it be wonderful to be the mother of Jesus? I don't think it was a walk in the park. She was young, but she was yielded to play the role that God gave her to play in God's ordained way. Caesar, he was greedy, but he was guided. Joseph, he was perplexed, but he was pensive. He thought about those things. Mary, she was young. But she was yielded. Be it unto me according to thy word. Whatever you think is best for me, that's what I'll take. Let's look at another character if we can, please. How about the shepherds? Luke 2, 17 through 18. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. The shepherds, they were simple people. They probably couldn't read or write. They had probably grown up on the shepherd fields and they knew sheep, but they probably didn't know education. They were just simple people. And God chose to let the first people to hear about the coming of Christ be simple people, but they couldn't keep it to themselves. They, sh they shared the news. They went everywhere telling people the things that they had seen and heard. I love the shepherds for many reasons, but I like the fact that they were simple, but they shared what they knew. You know, I think all of us ought to be soul winners. We ought to be active about getting the gospel to people. And if God saved you, you ought to tell someone else that story. If God has given you the gospel, you need to pass it on to somebody else. Say, well, pastor, I'm not educated. I'm not a, an orator. I'm not a great speaker. I'm not very smart. Listen, I, don't, I think all that can be said about the shepherds. But they, 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 they shared the word of God. They were simple, but they shared. The last one real quickly, and I love this group, and that's the wise men. Brother Eddie, chapter 2 of Matthew, verses 11 through 12. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. 
All right. The wise men. They were wealthy, but they were wise. There were people who definitely had some wealth. They had money, could travel. Why were they wise? I've got several reasons I think they were wise, but you tell me what's the reason you think that the wise men. Though wealthy, they were wise. Why were they called wise men, and why would they be wise in our, if, with knowing the story as we know it now? Someone raise your hand and tell me. Brother Randy. They were familiar with the Old Testament prophecies. I would agree with that. Why else? Why else would they be wise? Why would we say they're wise? Yes, sir. Brother Ron? Don? Yeah, I understand the North Star was real bright yesterday. I understand that that's the case, but they, they were familiar with astrology. Good point. Somebody else? Brother Paul? Yeah. They, they had enough wisdom to find out where Jesus was and get to him, which is a great testimony. Good. Somebody else have a thought? Why were they wise? Brother Brian? Yeah, they were, they were aware and watching and waiting. Anybody else? What do you think the, the wise men might be wise? Yes, sir. Brother John? They acted upon their faith. Their chances of finding a little boy in the nation of Israel was like looking for a needle in a haystack. How are they going to find this baby that was born a king? of the Jews, but they acted upon their faith. That's a wonderful thought, John. Somebody else real quickly? Yes, sir, Brother Antonio? Isn't that great? Yeah. And I think, too, whenever the angel came to them and said, look, uh, don't go back to Herod. They probably had ever intent to go find the baby, go back to Herod. They didn't know all that. But an angel said, don't go back. Go back another way. They're wise enough to listen. The Bible says a wise man will hear. They were willing to listen to instruction, be it from the angel of the Lord or from the scriptures. And that's a wise thing. God gave us two ears and one mouth. We've got to catch the hint. Good. Anybody else have a thought on that? Yes, sir. Yeah, they invested their wealth to the Lord Jesus Christ. They came and worshipped him. You know, we always, and you find the word worship in the Bible, and it, 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 it implies giving. They worshipped him. They fell down. These are wealthy men. They're renowned men. They're men of notability. And they fell down on their face in front of a little child and his mother and presented unto him very expensive gifts. And, of course, those gifts would probably... Uh, what would be sustaining Joseph and Mary in Egypt those years that he was hiding. And it was an unbelievable amount of wealth. I don't, I don't even know if we can understand exactly how much is. I'm sure Joseph converted some of those things, kept some of those things. But uh, I'm sure he came home that night and thought Mary had robbed a bank. He said, what in the world? He said, you're not going to believe it. I'm pondering all these things in my heart. <laughs> He said, you're not going to believe this. This is what happened. Because the Bible says that he was there, he was there, she, the baby was there, Mary's there, Joseph mostly out working or, or taking care of things, gets a visit, comes back, and now that night God tells him it's time to move. Where are we going to move? And I love Joseph. He kind of adjusted to the, what was best for Jesus. A lot of Christmas carols and a Christmas thought 
uh, are built around these characters. Wise men, shepherds, Mary, Joseph, probably not so much Caesar Augustus. But all of us can be guided. We can ponder and be pensive about things. We can be yielded to the Lord. We can be soul conscious and looking to share the gospel with other people. And then we can practice wisdom. And I pray that we'll all do that.